Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me today is my friend and colleague from EMA, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, we are going to discuss the ever-evolving role of the CISO, the Chief Information Security Officer. There was a point where the CISO was kind of relegated to a very, very behind-the-scenes individual. Those days are changing, and they're changing rapidly, and some argue they have changed. And that's good. We'll, we'll talk more about that as we go on in this podcast. But I did want to take in touch because I've had a number of people actually in, in recent times talk to me a little bit about the role of the CISO. In fact, there is a CSO magazine article about some of the my thoughts about the CISO and, and their evolving change. We'll discuss that a little bit. Um, there's going to be a couple others coming out here soon. And more to the point, Ken and I are looking to do some research in this area. So one of the things that I did want to mention specifically is I just wrapped up some research with our friends at CyberGRX. Through that research, we found that 89% of the organizations that we surveyed have a CISO of some kind, and 47% consider that CISO to be a peer or equal to the CIO of the organization. Ken, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not surprising uh, when you look at how much more prevalent cyber threats are becoming, as well as how much more complex the, the ever-evolving cybersecurity landscape is becoming. Um, you, you need someone to really drive organizational change so that you're not, you know, stuck with your old ways of, well, we're, you know, we're just going to put uh, antivirus on everything and we're going to patch all of our patches and we're good. No, unfortunately, that's not that's not enough anymore. And you need someone in a leadership position to help drive that change. And that needs to be a information security focused position, because unfortunately, the information technology side of things, which also would be your CIO, uh, they aren't always uh, focused on security. They're more focused on just keeping the lights on, keeping everything running. Um, you know, I actually pulled some statistics across multiple job sites. The total number of CISO open requirements jumped from 500, about 500 open positions to 2,200 open positions. So that's that's a huge uh, increase in, in just that short time. The the role of the CISO is constantly changing. So organizations are trying to adapt to that change and find those qualified executives that are able to lead their security practices, their security teams. There's also, and we didn't really talk about this, but there's also the, you know, the compliance aspect. When you start taking and looking at some of the other research that EMA has done recently, compliance is a huge driver for security. Like one out of every five projects is compliance driven and the budget is actually controlled by the compliance organization. So 
those boards of directors are looking for somebody to not only lead their cybersecurity initiatives, which are extremely important, but they also need that individual that has the background to be able to understand and lead their organization through some of their regulatory and vendor due diligence challenges that every organization of every size seems to have. Well, and you know, it's very telling when you look at some of the qualification requirements for uh, CISO positions, you know, so, so obviously several years ago, very little interest in this whole AI stuff that's going on right now. But now currently 45% of open CISO positions on the job sites require experience with artificial intelligence and machine learning. And then also, you know, something else that, that is very telling as far as how the industry is, has been shifting over the past couple of years, 50% require experience with cloud security and uh, 55% require experience in regulated industries. So I, I think it's very telling that, you know, we've got those additional requirements starting to creep in because of the way the, the cybersecurity landscape is shifting. So let's talk a little bit about requirements for a moment. I kind of identified five that I'd like to talk a little bit about and see what you think too. One, I'll talk specifically about executive leadership. I think a CISO, regardless of whatever their technology background might be, they need to be able to come in and understand how a technical and executive leader is supposed to work in the InfoSec space. It's a little bit different, and I think that's why it's worth mentioning. Two, I think they need to have the respect of those they're, they're willing to lead. And I say this with absolute love to all my, my InfoSec brethren, but we are a little bit different than the average bear. But I think that a, a prospective CISO needs to have an understanding of how those people are, what makes those people tick, and that will help them lead them. It's very difficult for a lay person with no experience to come in and lead an InfoSec group. You, you need to have the experience and you need to have the respect of that team in order to be able to effectively lead them. One of the, the key requirements for all of the uh, open positions right now, 80% of the, the positions require not just leadership experience, but 10 plus years of experience specifically in cybersecurity. So they're definitely looking for leaders that know what they're talking about, that have worked in the field for a very long time. And I think that's a really important differentiator compared to other uh, C-level executives. Yeah, I, you want to make certain that you do have that experience to be able to get through. And actually comes to my third point. I believe that industry certifications really increase your credibility. I don't think that your college degree necessarily needs to. I've been doing this for you know the better part of 25 years and have been a CISSP for the better part of 20 of those. I think that a, a CISA from ISACA is great. I think the, those non-vendor specific certs are particularly interesting, and I think they only add the credibility. Well, and, you know, personally, I can tell you that, you know, any time that I've been looking uh, to interview or hire someone uh, that's for a cybersecurity role, I don't look for a cybersecurity degree. I look for a related degree, but I'm not specifically looking for a cybersecurity degree. For example, my own degree is in computer science, computer programming. So, but that degree enables me to better understand how the 
applications work under the hood and therefore helps me with my cybersecurity skill sets better. Two last ones before we wrap up. I I think it goes without saying, but you have to be able to communicate. And I know so many of our, our tinfoil hat brethren are not the greatest communicators. And we've talked about that on other podcasts before. And I would always, always, always encourage those that are listening to this podcast to do whatever they can or engage wherever they can to increase their communication skills, be it through, you know, public speaking clubs, be it whatever, getting those skills is critically important. And when you are talking to a board of directors, you assume that they are going to be a lay person, that you're going to have to communicate in ways that you wouldn't necessarily have to otherwise. It's really, really important to be able to have those kind of communication skills. Obviously, Ken and I can sit here and yap all day. We do. We like communicating. That's what we do in our job. And finding our tinfoil hat brethren out there that can do that as well is critically important for somebody looking to take that role. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the communication because uh, one of the other statistics I pulled was common job responsibilities of the CISO. Now, one of the, the responsibilities was, and this was 60% of all uh, open positions right now, advise the executive team on security matters. So they definitely are looking for people who can speak layperson terms to help the executive team understand cybersecurity issues. But here's, here's what I found really fascinating. 45% then turn around and say, we want you to be able to represent our organization to the security community. Now, that's fascinating to me. That actually takes another whole set of skills. And, and again, we could whole, have a whole podcast on that alone. But uh, the communications part, I think, is really critical and something that if you are looking to advance your career in cybersecurity, I think that's a part that's missing from a lot of people's skill set that they really do need to work on. The last one, and this is one that, that I will tell you personally has impacted me, is understanding the organizational fit gaining an understanding of what that position, be it a CIO, CISO, you name it, how that position is actually going to be utilized in the organization is critical. I can tell you that there are plenty of these organizations that have a paper CISO. If you are looking to advance your career, maybe you want something more than just a paper job title. You actually want the experience. You want the responsibility. You want to be able to grow your personal and professional skills into that kind of position to go do the next one. And so understanding where that falls into that organization that you're looking to apply to, understanding if they are mature enough to be able to actually consume a CISO type position, I think is critically important. Well, and something else that's really interesting too is that, you know, because of the ongoing cybersecurity workforce gap, and that's really what it is. It's a gap. There's a skills gap. Some organizations... They just can't find a CISO, and they're actually turning to virtual CISOs, which are services offered by third-party companies, kind of like MSPs, but instead of it being a managed service, it's basically a, a rent-a-CISO, and the number of open positions for that jumped from January 2021 from 100 open positions across all of the job boards to, in December 2022, 675. So that's over a, a 600% increase over the course of two years. So it's definitely interesting to see how organizations are. They see the need, but the, 
sometimes they just can't find the people. Yeah, I, again, totally agree. And I, I love this conversation in general where we've already gone longer than we probably should. Uh, I think we'll call it good for today. Again, if this topic is of interest to you, feel free to ping Ken and I. We're both on LinkedIn. You can get us a gazillion different ways. Love to hear your thoughts about you know the role of the CISO, what's going on in your organizations with your CISO. If you are looking to become a CISO, or is this the kind of information that is interesting to you? With that, I think that we'll call it a wrap for today. I appreciate you listening to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness podcast and hope that you have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes. 